onto onto like why we're actually here. So, uh, I seen uh, at the start of the week. Louis Through was back with a bunch of documentaries. Louis Through, someone that I followed for a long period of time, pretty much watched everything that he's done. And we were having a conversation. We were just saying, you know, we're up to anything at the weekend. Thought we could maybe get one of these in. And I just suggested that we could talk about reacting to this without sounding too much like, a, you know, a TikToker or a YouTuber or something like that. Uh, so I, I seen this on Monday. So just to give it a bit of context, if you want to go and watch it yourself, it's on BBC iPlayer and that. It's called Louis Theroux's Forbidden America. And this... Online and Extreme. Yeah, Online and Extreme was this particular episode. And it surrounds the far-right movement uh, called America First in America, obviously, and it, it kind of centers around, it centers around a few people, but the main one that it centers around is a young guy called Nick J. Fuentes, I think his, yeah. his name is. Yeah, that's kind of, well, that was kind of, kind of the first thing that threw at me when they introduced him, like, that, that's that's not an American name. No. Mm. You know? Um, and then when you go on to watch the program, you think, well, this guy's like, well, to put it into context, he's the most far right American nationalist yeah. that you could get but it's not even like to do with just race no it's, it's to do with like he doesn't he don't he doesn't think that women should be able to vote like he he says that he said like the Louis through asks him um do you think you know women should have the right to vote right and he kind of like no but that's not going away anytime soon so he makes his views pretty clear yeah um and the kind of whole theme of the documentary is these people are trying to mask a pretty deep hatred through irony, trying to make it sound like, oh, this is just edgy humour, this is just humour, you know, we don't actually hate anyone, but we do believe in, like, you know, yeah. white racial superiority and that, they just drop that in there, like, mid-sentence. Um, so it starts off with Louis and that going to a conference. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that was kind of an eye-opener for me. Yeah. That was wild. Especially the chanting, right? Yeah, yeah, because... Like I, I know that America's got to the point it's at just now. Um, but I didn't. Uh, this is the first time I've kind of really. See, you only see what's put on the news, don't you? Yeah. And you only see what you look for. Mm -hmm. But Louis Through is the kind of guy who'll go a bit deeper with these things, and it's not like he's attending these things <coughs> to support these things. No, but he he's curious is, about them, though, right? Yeah, and he's he's got definitely a different approach to the majority of journalists, which I feel gets him deeper into these kind of places. I don't think he goes into it with an, uh, with an emotional kind of connection to anything in no. the sense of he has, he, he definitely has his own views. Like he says in the documentary that he pretty much firmly is against everything that they stand for and that, but I don't think he lets, I don't want to say emotions get the better of him in the sense of, you know, it is a lot of people are going to be offended by that extreme thought process that, those people carry um but he doesn't let it kind of stop him from like being this inquisitor and and trying to understand not understand but try and get to the bottom of why these people get to this kind of way of thinking yeah. um and you know i know it's going to be kind of controversial what to say this but one of the things that stood out to me was how they are recruiting the young generation into this uh, yeah. type of political movement you on about like the online gaming online and gaming and and do you know what? It, I'm I'm just gonna come out and say it. it is basically, to me, like grooming. Yeah. Not grooming in the sense of what that word is usually associated with. With you know, it's grooming of the mind. Yeah. You know, um, grooming has is not just like 
terms of pedophilia or whatever like that you can be groomed in many sorts of ways and you don't just have to be a child to be groomed Mm -hmm. just get that out there just now but it's like these people are getting into young adults heads at a time when young adults brains are changing from a kid to an adult which if you set these beliefs in people early Mm -hmm. as you can see this guy's 20 well he's 23 um now, at 23 years old, Louis Theroux kind of touched in the documentary, to get in positions of power and to be speaking to the audiences he's speaking to 30 years ago wouldn't have been possible. No. You know, you need a, a full education. You need, you know, probably a lot of money behind you to get into that stage. But this is just a kid on the internet. Yeah. You know, that's that's a scary thing, you know, and he's gathered his following. And it's not just like, oh, it's a couple hundred people following. There's hundreds yeah. of thousands of people I who agree with this kid. Because he, he does his own live show on his own website because he's obviously banned from most social media platforms. Yeah. Um, but I think it, apparently, I mean, it could be total bullshit, but apparently he's being watched by 10,000 people a night, which, you know, is not... A number to be shunned at in the sense, no. you know what I mean, like, um, and th- there is like this certain, he's you you can tell what he is. Well, put put it like this, right? Ten ten thousand people a night. You're saying that, right? You imagine ten thousand people watch this podcast a mm-hmm. night, right, or per episode or something. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed. Like, yeah, come on, um, Neil Young, let's go. Three thousand of them people are going to go and Google what we're speaking about. Today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 30 people are going to agree with him. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> that's what the the term influencer comes from, right? Yeah. Cuz I when I, I when hate I, that term. I as so well. do I. It shows it feels so I feel I hear I see Jake Paul when I hear that term <laughs> and I hate that cunt. So like that that's what I just but I suppose I understand it in the sense of because we're like uh, there's a distortion between reality and, and the virtual world, right? So even though we're having this conversation right now, people that might be watching this in a couple of weeks' time when it releases are going to be watching it through a phone screen, a laptop, and it's kind of <laughs> it's not really like you're there in the moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's always. I mean, obviously, there's difference with influencers like when like Jake Paul's tasering rats for five million quid and then you know beating up on old MMA fighters and stuff. There's a bit where it's a bit kind of. Um, what's the word for it fantasy i suppose you would call it in the sense of that's just not real like just because he's doing that he's got a ton of money to do shit like that get away with it and get you know go from here to here in a like a kind of box from that yeah from here to here in a boxing (laughs) sense and beat up people that don't even box yeah and get made out that he's like a legit boxer do you know what i mean so like that's not going to work for the vast majority of people uh that are in those situations but i what he like how this comes across is that this guy, I mean, it's pretty clear what his, his views are and intentions are because it seems like he puts up like a a bit of a kind of defense wall to make it seem like, you know, I just care about my country. I'm not against anyone else in that. But then he slips in that he thinks that 70 to 80% of America should be uh, white Protestant, which is very, very hard right-wing leaning view, uh, you know, basically a Nazi view at the end of the day. Um, and then he, he kind of tries to find this medium of where he's open about it, but at the same time not going too far, where he'll be like, oh, I'm against this, these people are too extreme, whereas in reality he is most likely on that wavelength of thinking as well, but he realises to actually get people to be uh, 
interest in coming into this kind of way of thinking you can't immediately go in with oh this is what we believe in that because most people are going to be like okay no that that is wrong whereas this kind of conditioning and relationship building he makes uh, mate, uh, makes there we go with um the young people that he's talking because this guy is playing online games with the people that are coming Absolutely, to his, yeah. this conference so he's selling because he's i don't want to give this guy any credit right because you can tell that he's like a very narcissistic kind of person um or has you know he's a narcissist basically uh but you can tell he's very calculated in the moves he makes to make his movement better yeah or bigger rather not better he he, everything you can tell he says is definitely rehearsed yeah there's nothing straight off the top of his head yeah Mm -hmm. um because speaking the stage he's on he could very easily influence people but he could also very easily lose people yeah um the, the, I think the gain in popularity for him is because if his view is if you're not white and not mm. like far right like him, it's wrong. Yeah, and they're a minority, mm-hmm. so he can make it seem like they're under siege, right? You might, you might be like, I, I'm not speaking personally because I would never have views like this, but you might be all right with gay people, but you don't like black people. Mm-hmm. You fall into this category, yeah. This party, you might like black people, you don't like gay people. You're still gonna have similar views. You might be for gun violence, um, a race war. You might have a problem against women. This party is all associated with that. So yeah, it's not like you have to follow every belief system yeah, of theirs. You, they just there has to be. Um, it's it's like a targeted audience. Yeah, and a targeted audience within masses of audiences, mm-hmm. and that's the scary thing, you know. You only have to have a slight prejudice on something, and they can probably pick up on that. Yeah, and they can manipulate you, that into moulding you into their way of thinking from yeah, there. Yeah, mm. and especially if you're on about online gamers, like, what's the average age of kids about there? It's like 13, 14 yeah. years old, mm-hmm. you know. Um, when kids put on a headset, they can't see the other person on no. the other end of the, the screen, you know. If you're in a lobby, like, I, I don't do much a lot of online gaming the old game of FIFA and things but like I've seen my oldest son play in an online and there's like 100 kids in there at one point you know mm-hmm. two of them could be spouting hate speech yeah you know and then next thing you know two weeks down the line that two's turned into four you know and these ages are of ages that are you know they're going through puberty they're very um you know they're trying they're trans- transitioning from uh you know childhood to adulthood right there's this kind of period of four years of you know from 12 all the way up to 18 probably where you've got like this middle ground and that's you have an influential uh period of your life between the ages of three and seven and then i think there's another one that comes along when you get into your teens and you kind of start changing as a person and and i think that's something that can be very um easily manipulated uh, given the right environment which i think Online, digital in general, right? Because we are becoming a more digital society, whether we well, like it or not. Well, the world wouldn't cope without the internet. Yeah. You know, it is very self Kim Berners-Lee invented the internet, I don't think he would quite realise the monster that he's created. created, yeah. You know? Because um, it is. It's an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. People have this platform now where they can put themselves across and all it takes is like a click of a button, you know, that's uploaded the internet yeah. to see... Look at, like, it's the thing that always amazes me. Well, let's just go away from, like, people speaking away on the internet, right? Look at silly little videos on the internet yeah. that take mass popularity, right? Mm-hmm. Things that people, like, 
Remember the kid? I always forget his name. Uh, Charlie bit my finger. Oh yeah, that was like one of the first. Yeah, that was like one of the first internet phenomenons. Yeah. Uh, it's kid biting a finger, man. Yeah, you know. So it just shows how like something small can take mass effect if mm-hmm. people start sharing this, and you know that would never have got the popularity now. Mm-hmm. The way YouTube is, there's so many thousands of hours loaded uploaded to YouTube every day and things. That video would never be popular now. No. So it just takes one of these hate speech videos to get popular, start getting shared in America. Obviously, you've got a Trump generation in America now, which yeah. these guys are part of. Because mm-hmm. so they, they, they see themselves as uh, like his followers, his, his fans and that. Yeah. And one thing that I always think about this is I think that the two... So we've got, I, I would put Trump in his kind of own bracket and I put these guys in their own bracket in the sense of I think they use each other. I think... Yeah. Trump probably doesn't necessarily have all those views that they do, but because they support him, he can use them because he's only Trump's only doing stuff for himself, right? He's a business tycoon. He's only going to make decisions that benefit him and his organizations. Absolutely. So he's going to. What I'm trying to say is, I'm not trying to say that oh, like Donald Trump's a good president or anything. Not at all. But what I'm saying is, this could have been any kind of extreme group. It wouldn't have to be the far right. It could be the far left if they had supported him. He would have been taking them along and using them and. Um, What's the word? Facilitating them in a way, you know? Like we've seen it at the uh, the debate with him and Biden when they were talking about, was it the, the Proud Boys? They're another far-right yeah. organization and uh, stand down and stand by. Like people were just like, oh, he just misspoke. It's like he didn't know, did he? He knew what he was doing with that statement. Um, and the Capitol building, what he's telling, like all these crazy... What was the statement he came out with? It was... Um when he was in president, you start looting, we start shooting. Yeah, that was when they'll, the... There was all the commotion. Well, not the commotion, but there was all that kind of chaos as a result of what had happened with um, yeah. the the George Floyd in, uh, murder, basically. And, and a lot of these right wing groups took that quite literally. Yeah, and seen it as they because they shared the same maybe beliefs as Trump, they took this quite literally um, as a as a blessing to do it. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. And you've seen that in. Um, Remember Charlottesville, 2017? Yes, and this obviously appears in the documentary as well because a, a lot of the people that Louis speaks to were actually there. Yeah. Um, so I believe it was to do... I believe it was to do with a statue that that whole um, uh, chaos arisen from. And then there was two kind of extremes in the end. There was this really far left, I guess you would call them Antifa, and then there was the really far right neo-Nazi group that just had this massive... Um, you know, riot between themselves for uh, numerous amount of days, but someone got killed. Yeah, I remember uh, it was a it was a woman and uh, it was a twenty year old. Uh, it was I think they they described him as a Hitler obsessed twenty year old. So you know, someone that believed in Nazism and the the Nazi way of thinking, and like I remember because Trump was president at the time of this, and he was talking about it. He was like, you know, you had some bad people. And some really other bad people. So he didn't really condemn the okay. kind of, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, when there's people shouting like, you know, you will not replace us and that, and they're all uh, ethnicities white and that, you can clearly know what that is intended to mean. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, even like at the the capital building and stuff like that, when he's, you know, he's talking about they're in there, they're stealing, like. He, he knows what he's doing there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. go get them. Go take your freedom. Like, that's, I guess, the term is gaslighting nowadays to yeah, that, get that, people that's to do exactly that. what it is. Yeah, it's 
um, influencing people to do things without actually personally taking responsibility mm. yourself. You know, Trump. Trump's like he's a controversial one because I think that looking at Trump as a whole, you say like he's a businessman in that. Yeah. I feel like you only ever take that position to influence yourself and your yeah. own personal interests. Mm -hmm. um, but because Trump was the man he was before, he's only all he's done really is push his views onto the world stage yeah, a little yeah. bit. Like you know, he's brought these guys that under I'm not even going to say under George Bush because that's I feel when it started. I feel like since 2001 and what happened back then, you've obviously had this growing. Anti-Semitic, anti-Muslim, yeah. anti-Black feeling in America, which Ob Obama getting in as first Black president was a great thing, but it only fueled it even more. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, because you've got America such a divide. Yeah, because one of the things that like Trump was doing, especially I, the first time I kind of heard of him in a political sense, I guess if you will, was he was hard on the bandwagon of like trying to get was it uh, Obama trying to show his birth certificate or something like that like he was yeah. hard on that train like and that was like fucking nuts and like you were saying that was stoking this more division and because obviously that you've got stuff like queuing on and stuff like that now which mm -hmm. is basically fucking mental illness in the sense of there's all these you know the Trump's basically brought the pandemic in to arrest people that are against, you know, that that's what these people think, and they think that everyone's against Trump because that's what he puts across, right? He's like, yeah. nothing's my fault, I never said this, I didn't say that bleach could help cure COVID and all this kind of stuff. That's what he comes across as, he can't take responsibility for anything. And he's never had to, right, because he's always been a millionaire and a business tycoon. Like, yeah. most of the time, if you're in that position, you're not going to have to be humbled in any way, you're going to get your own way. Um... But I think these groups probably use him as much as he uses them in the sense of I think they need someone to kind of be like this is the person that we're inspired by. Yeah. And I, I would even say like people like he, he says it in the documentary Nick Fuentes, right? He has ambitions to be president, you know? Yeah. Which obviously let's, I was going to rule it out there but let's not fucking rule anything out because fucking... Well, do you know what? If if someone like Trump can be president, who else can do it? You know, what you I know mean? they're on about the Rock running for yeah. president. You know, that's not out of the question in no, America. No, it's not. And that's that's the crazy thing. This here's a guy who's let's not take anything away from the Rock. He's he's a great actor. Yeah, the Rock's a savage and um, he's done really well for himself, but he has no he's political not history. President, man, yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, you have to have Arnie got into governor of California. Yeah, because he's, he said, "I'll be back." And that's basically <laughs> how he got to into government. But is that the way? Is that how far extreme American politics has got these days? Mm. You know, all you need is a podium. It's a reality TV show, pretty much. Like I, I, yeah. I, this is actually crazy. I reckon if someone like Jake Paul ran for it, he would have a good chance of winning. Yeah. Do you know how mad that would be? Because yeah. this is like. This is only going to become more common. If you're watching this, Jake Paul, please, please fucking don't like. Or, or, or do, I don't know. Uh, Let's get some chaos yeah. on the go. But, uh, you heard it here first. Yeah. Want some, um, yeah. Acknowledgement <laughs> for this. <laughs> just makes me running just mate. Or something. the white office. Yeah. <laughs> the year's 2030 and President Paul lifts lockdown rules. But, um, uh, but this is just going to become more and more common as we're moving into this age of where more people are just into this digital space and these are the only people that exist like 
if an actor like passes away today, I remember it, you. I'm not trying to say it's not a big deal, but I'm just saying it used to be a much bigger deal oh, in the grands. Like, yeah. like everyone would be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're gone." In that, who was the last big person you remember? Like <sighs> David Bowie. David Bowie, yeah, like Whitney Houston or something mm. like that. Um, yeah, when you think about like Michael Jackson. Yeah, I found out the day after Michael Jackson died. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone was telling me Michael Jackson died. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> then I checked the news, and I was like, oh my god, he's actually he's dead. actually that. <laughs> yeah, I guess this really was it. But, um, uh, no, I, I know what you're saying. Like, it's not it's not a massive deal because of the platform people mm-hmm. have these days, and ev- everyone's on the internet. It's ev- it's in every form of what the old world was, right? Like, if we used to watch boxing, we would watch Ricky Hatton versus Floyd Mayweather, and that would be a massive event. It cost you, like, £17 on yeah. Sky Box Office. and it was, like, but it was worth it, right? Because it was yeah. people that were genuinely matched up with each other. Whereas nowadays, people are paying that money to see Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like, like the, the payday f- for, like, get to get sidetracked here a little bit, but... The payday for doing something so mediocre these days is it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's all down to the following, the influence, and the mm-hmm. platform these people have. And then they can go into anything. Because there's no doubt about it, like, these people that are quote-unquote influencers have, uh, you know, some talent in terms of gaining followers and gaining an audience yeah. and gaining something that interests people. No doubt about it. I'm not trying to just be bitter or that. But in the sense of then they use that and take it into everything else. And it's like... We're talking about the business tycoon thing again. They're just like, because they could have that. They could do anything and they're going to get like t- t- tens of millions of people watching them. But instead of that, they're going into combat sports where there there is people literally working two fucking jobs on top of fucking training to fucking get to the premier promotions of where they Absolutely. want to go to make money. Where you could be taking a shit on a toilet and people are going to fucking watch you the same amount as what they would do you fighting Floyd Mayweather. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And... Like, Jake Paul said a lot of this stuff about UFC. How did Jake Paul get big in the first place? Was that online gaming? He, he was... No, he it was... was um, Vine, wasn't it? Yeah, him and his brother were on Vine, and then he was doing a lot of controversial shit. Like, he was, like, <laughs> riding motorbikes over swimming pools and shit, and shit on fire at his house, and all the neighbours were complaining. And I think he he was on Disney. I think Disney Incorporated... Because, obviously, these guys have, like, a really young demographic in yeah. terms of viewership. And... Then all that controversy kicked off. Disney booted him off. And then I think him and his brother were kind of manufacturing beefs to get people interested in terms of, oh, look, they've dropped, dropped another diss track on each other. Do you know what I mean? It's in the yeah. rap game as well yeah. and everything. Do you know what I mean? It's everywhere. <laughs> um, and then the whole thing with his brother happened with the, the forest. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, I think everyone was like, right, fuck these guys. And then the whole boxing thing came about. And... He stuck with it, and you know, let's let's be honest. I'm not being a fucking hater in terms of the opponents that he's faced recently. Let's not let's not count the the basketball player and um, the other YouTube guy. But in terms of people that are are somewhat athletes, and some considering he's only been doing boxing for what like two three years, he's done okay. Yeah. But I don't like him coming out and saying that he's fighting Canelo. That's not happening. Or please just let it happen yeah, because it would be an happen. absolute. Yeah. Murder. I would pay to see that. I wouldn't pay to see him fight uh, uh, past it, would we? Mm. You know? Yeah. I want to pay to see... But you're also paying thinking, 
this is the one he's going to get yeah, smashed. Yeah, I know. It's that, it's that Floyd Mayweather stuff. You know, <laughs> I paid every Floyd Mayweather fight thinking he is getting beat tonight and he's probably made like so much money off of me alone. Yeah, yeah. And I can only give him credit because that's evil genius. But uh, we'll get back to what we kind of branched <laughs> off into YouTubers and that. But It's the influence yeah, altogether. These guys have got this influence, yeah. right, in the sense of... Um, so the, he speaks to obviously Nick Fuentes has his own what show. What are his the green followers screen. called again? They're they've got a name. They're like Gorkers yeah. or something like that. Um, but they are essentially the YouTube. Got to say it, Fortnite generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because um, they'll pay, uh, leave comments. They'll uh, what do they call it, uh, super chats. Is that what they call these things where they pay to leave a thing that the people that are on the stream can see and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And if you're going like. Twitch, like I, I, I just recently got into watching Twitches. I watch uh, guys playing Football Manager and mm-hmm. things like that. It's just, yeah, it's not, it's not interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you get links to all these Fortnite streams. There's 30,000, 40,000 people watching this, mm-hmm. you know? And if this guy goes on and just plays games and then speaks about hating black people, hating this, hating that, like... All these kids are like, all oh, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's cool because he plays Fortnite, so yeah, let's follow anything exactly. that he says. And they're going out and speaking to their friends, and their friends are like, oh, what's this? Yeah, then, yeah. All right, they're going on to it as well. Next thing you know, you've got groups of hundreds of teenage kids hating on black people just because they've heard someone on the internet mm. saying it with no real foundation for it. Yeah. If you have a genuine prejudice against an ethnic group, women, something like that, then that is your own problem to deal with, yeah. right? If you have a genuine reason for that, then that's still your own problem to deal with. But, like, these kids are not... There's no reason behind it, you know? Yeah. There's, there's no... Like, when I was watching the documentary, as you're saying, he kind of tries to laugh it off almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, but, like... This isn't serious. I'm, I'm not being... I'm not, like, totally down to earth, but... And then... Louis will, will kind of pick his brain a little bit more, mm-hmm. and he almost falls back into it again yeah, yeah. to the hate speech again. It was the it was the guy that the guy that they interviewed one of his followers, Is the this, Nazi uh, salute guy. Yeah, beard Beardson Beardley or whatever. Yeah, it was called. <laughs> the the internet troll that um, let's just say Kadisha out but couldn't take it because this got proper heated like real quick. He, he threw Louis out his garden. Yeah. Man. And I think I think the reason that he got so angry so quickly is he knew that he was backed in a corner. He knew that because he even says, "I know it looks bad," and it's like, "Well, you're basically saying that you did it then." Because I'm not trying to defend this guy in any way. In the video that Louis is referring to, I suppose people could be, "Oh, that is a mistake," because it's not the most obvious one. But then there is a second photo where he's clearly doing a Nazi salute. Yeah, and then that you look back at the other one and you're like, okay, no, that's one as well. And then he was like, you know, I'm no, I'm just doing a salute in that. And it goes from zero to a hundred real quick. And yeah. it seems to be a common theme with people that are in these groups is that they have a really deep rooted anger. Yeah. And I don't, I think we were saying earlier, it doesn't necessarily have to be in line with what that uh, mo- like political movement they are in. Like it doesn't have to be concentrated at that. It could be anything because it targets, um, what do they call the people? Incels. Like yes. if you th- if you think about uh, the guy in Plymouth last year, uh, he went and shot five people in yep. in this rage. But if you he had a YouTube channel, and they were looking through that, and there he was having these uh, 
you know, rants about how he was going to the gym all the time and women still didn't like him, they were constantly rejecting him and you could clearly tell he then took a hatred of women as a whole because he, he didn't deal with rejection well, do you know what I mean? And he was quite reclusive in his nature in the sense of he was, you know, doing these YouTube things and playing online games and that and had a gun license and that. So you can see how these people end up in this unhealthy way of thinking shit, especially if it if there's anger that manifests itself in a really bad way instead of actually dealing with it properly, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, like we're saying, that this type of anger gets manipulated into then... It reminds me, you know, the film American History X? Yeah. Where you can tell that uh, the two brothers have, like, have anger from something that's happened in their life, and then there's the guy... Um, What's his name? I think his name's Cameron or something. The guy that's the head of the, the neo Nazis in American History X has manipulated that and it, that like him being able to say to them, "Well, it's these different races, it's these that are affecting the country. This is why you're angry," yeah. and this kind of wool over the eyes type shit. Because it like this way of thinking is bullshit. Do you know what I mean? It's, like it's total crap. Yeah, it's like it's not a rational way of no. thinking, and it's no. it's not logical. There's nothing that can justify this way of thinking other than. You've got deep-rooted hatred inside you and you've just manifested it into this cause because they'll take you in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the thing is, look at the guy's background. Um, I, I'd done a little bit of Wikipedia on him before I came. He is from Italian and Hispanic descent. Mm. But yeah, he's spouting white nationalists, um, America first. Yeah, propaganda. Yeah, like, how confused is that guy? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um He's also like, I, going by his Wikipedia page, he's, uh, I, I can't even say the word, it's either a nat- nativist or okay. a nativist. So you're basically against people of that actual cu- culture from, so he'd be American Indians or, um, I don't even know what, what's what's the correct term for American Indians? Uh, Native Americans? Native Americans, yeah. sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone, like, but um, he's that. Like if it's America first, then that, that's your first Americans. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird how they, they twist things as well. Like they twist reality in the sense of America was founded by, um, like us and that as well. It wasn't like. Do, do you did you look, do any kind of looking into America first themselves? A little bit. I I it kind of gets meshed in. What I've noticed is it's changed over the years in the sense yeah. of, like I've said, probably through this guy's. Uh, vision if you would call it that they want to make it more PR friendly to encourage people to come and then put the full on you know neo-Nazi right wing shit on them do you know what I mean Um, whereas stuff like the the Proud Boys and and other kind of far right organisations there's more out there in your face straight away this this is going to sound like such a such a like backwards view but it took something like this watching that documentary for me to realise how people can be radicalised through the mm-hmm. internet. Yeah. When I hear, heard about this years ago with, like, Muslims being radicalised through the internet, I, I couldn't really get my head around how you can sit and watch an internet video yeah. and be like, all right, this is the way I think now. Mm-hmm. So it's taken someone of my own race to kind of put that forward. And yeah. that, that's not nothing to do deep-rooted in me. I'm not racist in the slightest, mm-hmm. but it's it's like... It's weird when it's put into your own shoes that you actually see it this way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I never seen it that way with like all these young guys that are going off to Afghanistan to these camps and things. I I, I honestly saw it and thought like, you know, how how can you yeah how can that come about through internet videos or going and reading certain prayer books or mm-hmm. things like that? I totally see it now. Totally yeah. see it. Like the manipulation from extremist groups, regardless of who they are, what political side they are, yeah. is real and it's very powerful and it will draw a lot of people in and that's how these causes grow. Like I, I believe they say that the the like the far right in America is now the greatest um, domestic terrorist threat in the West, That's got which is absolutely crazy in the sense of more stuff like the Capitol could potentially happen. Like the Capitol was bananas enough. Yeah. Like lockdown two, electric boogaloo was in full force. No one was able to go anywhere. You know, it was just past New Year, and then this shit happens where it's like, wait a minute, they've literally ran up on the American Parliament building. First of all, you've got to ask, where's the American security at that point? Like, it's one of the biggest military infrastructures in the world. I think there'd be a uh, a bit more presence there anyway. But, like, there was people pepper spraying police officers and yeah. guy with the horns and there were, you know, stop, and the, one of the... How did the guy with the horns get in there? I have like, no idea, like... And he, he he's well famous now. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's all over the place. Because the... I think he was living in his mum's basement. Like, there's, like, videos of him, like, <laughs> denying, like, COVID-19, like, the second wave can stand the sun, and it's like, okay, like, that's enough of that. Um, you know what I mean? Like, These guys uh, are also Holocaust deniers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just touch on that for a second. Like, yeah. that's that's like taken away from what's going on today. Like, I've never understood a Holocaust denier. Can't, can't get yeah. my head around it. Like, what's that all about? Like Is that gr- just such an anti-Semitic view that that's the way? I think so, yeah. Because a lot oh. of the people that start off with that kind of view then turn it to being it being a good thing rather than it not happening. It's weird because like you've got these guys in Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called I can't remember. They always stand at the end of the independence rallies in Scotland. Okay. And they're waving their little British flags, and there's a okay, guy so called Alistair something. I don't want to give the guy any sort of platform. Um, oh, would this be? Um Cause there, is He's there always not, called Monkey Jacket. Is there not like a, a Britain first as well? Cause uh, it's something like this. Because right? I've seen there was a video when we had the elections in Scotland back in May. Mm-hmm. And that... that uh, He's always wearing sunglasses and he's got like a leather British yeah, jacket. Yeah, and th- there's that lady with the red hair and she yeah. was arguing with... Stur- yeah, 100%. This is a, this, so these guys are essentially your British version. Of America first. Of America first. Um but they're another one that's a Holocaust deniers. Yeah. Right? I just I don't understand where you can you could anti Semitism goes back thousands of years. Years, yeah. But like I don't understand how it still has a place today. Yeah. Anti Semitism, you don't really see it until you look fully into neo Nazism, things like that. You'll see a lot of more anti Muslim, mm. anti even anti uh, anti Catholic, anti Protestant, well, sectarianism, um, especially sectarianism, that's in the these for. aisles, is still fucking right today <laughs> as it <laughs> ever is. You know what I mean? Uh, there's discrimination still, pretty much all over the world in different forms and whatnot. That yep. you know, these groups, I don't understand how anyone. I mean, they they try and mask it in the sense of it not being what it is, but it's 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 fucking a Nazi ideology. Isn't it? It's it's basically white 
Protestancy is superior to anything on earth. That's what they promote, essentially. And they can fucking hide behind all these PR campaigns if it's not that and that. But they reveal themselves. They can't not reveal it. You know, like we were saying, when he's uh, Nick Fuentes is getting all excited and that's when he's talking about this really sick ideology about the being the mo you know we've got to reinstate like this kind of power that we had you know and women can't vote and all this really medieval shit yeah that i look back i looked into america first so they are based on a 1790 philosophy right is this to do with like the american civil war and stuff this like is that? to do with george washington right so okay going right the way back and yeah. I need to get this up on my phone because I don't want to misquote this. Um, sorry, they're called Gripers. Gripers, his, okay. His followers. Um, America first. So they see themselves. Here we go. We can just edit this bit out. Yeah. <laughs> Silence. Um, so. So it traces its roots back to 1790. Um, and it's a, a, a speech made by George uh, Washington that basically says when the rules of America, the founding fathers and all this, mm. were being made, that um, white man shall have yeah. power overall. Mm. Um this is an idea that they've quite taken quite literally over the past hundred years because the American um, constitution hasn't changed. No. It's never changed in 200 odd years. Mm -hmm. So you've got things that were, I'm not going to say right, but seen as right back then. Yeah. That people are still living their life by mm -hmm. these days. You get many people who will get away massively in court in America with these hundred year old laws or oh, the right to defend myself. The right to bear arms is the Fifth Amendment in America. Mm. That's like the fifth most important rule in America. So that should tell you exactly where that country lies. Nice. Yeah. Um, the fact that you've also got these guys who are going to live their life by these rules mm -hmm. shows that they're not going to change. They're no, not gonna they're not. They're not going to adapt to the, when the world changes, right? No. And it's a lot of. I don't want to brand. Um, all of people with conservative views with that, but it's mainly conservative thinking people that go back to the constitution is like, this cannot be changed. This can never be edited, you know, because, you know, the world changes. Do you know what I mean? Like, so of course things that people did back in 1660 are not going to be the appropriate things to do in, you know, whether they were even the appropriate things to do then, but they shouldn't, now that we've kind of moved on and learned from previous mistakes, if I can imply that in 2022 because we're just like we can't change because we you know humans have got a very kind of routine mindset like we don't like change a lot of the time um but like you were saying like these are deep rooted like this is what there's like this the biggest kind of debate in america especially with the constitution and the amendments and that is the whole uh i don't know if it's the right to bear arms or the the second amendment what's the the the, the right to hold a firearm it's, yeah it's a lot of it is basically because like, you in America you can buy a full on military grade assault rifle. Not only can you buy that, you can buy that in Asda, mate. Yeah, and these <laughs> these are things that are like they're not used for hunting. They're not used for any other purpose. They're designed to kill, kill human beings. Yeah. You know, and, and that is 
like I'd say I wouldn't say the majority of Americans have firearms, but if you go to certain cities mm-hmm. in America, yeah, the majority yeah. of guys have, and especially in the South, like that goes back to the Civil War, that divide. You you will find literally different political views, and if you were to draw a blue blue right blue line and a red line on the political views of every single person in America, I'm pretty sure it would be red at the bottom and blue yeah. at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, look at look at other countries. I can only use my own country. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say Scotland. I'm going to use the UK as a whole. I'm only use that as an example because I don't know much history of political history of other countries. But we've changed so much over the last two to three hundred years mm-hmm. to the stage we're at. Like, um, conservatives used to be the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> they used to be the good guys, you know. It's a bit the same in America. The Republicans used to be the good guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Democrats are the good guys now, but they're certainly seen in a, a much more... Favourable light. Favourable and left-wing light. Yeah. Than Republicans when it was are. the complete opposite when it kind of first was formed. Yeah, but hasn't changed in three hundred years. Yeah, you know, um, Scotland's changed in the last thirty years. Yeah, Britain's changed as a whole over the last eighty. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd probably say the majority of countries, France, yeah, Germany certainly, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, Russia, yeah, massively. Well. Um, yeah, especially we'll, we'll try not touch on that yeah, too much. There might be now. a bit too much change coming that way at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but um, America hasn't changed. Mm. You know, you've still got this massive political divide that is based by state and based by your area you're from. And mm. Amer- America's always had that mentality of superiority, though, right? It's always yeah. America's the greatest country in the world. People come here for great opportunities and that. And have you ever been to America? No, no, I've not. Been to America. Um, what part? Florida. Florida, okay. So, so, so it was a touristy... Yeah, civil kind of place, yeah. Touristy kind of place. Um, yeah, everything's big in America, huge. Yeah. Like The American dream. The American dream, so, so yeah, long. and it's well and truly alive in these touristy kind of places, California, Florida, New York. Mm-hmm. Go to deep south America. It's, it's not what they show mm. you on the TV, you know. Um, it's very deep-rooted racism. Very deep rooted hatred. Because that's how the American Civil War kind of played out. It was more of a north south divide, wasn't it? In mm. terms of Lincoln and then the south was more Confederate and. Yeah, uh, General Lee and stuff yeah. like that, you know. And slavery had a massive thing to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they had completely opposite views. Um, but everyone thinks that George Washington, George Washington was the biggest user of slaves out of, yeah. out of anyone, you know. Um, and that country was built on slavery and it wouldn't be at the place it's at just now yeah. because of uh, unless that happened. Like that's an absolute tragedy that all that shit happened. Like but these white supremacists need to realise you would not have a country to shout about. You would not have you wouldn't you yeah. have that stage. It's, very, very, it's a very ignorant way of thinking of just thinking well, we just got here because, you yeah. know, we're just so better at us and we didn't back, do anything. It's on the backs of millions of slaves Yeah, they got there, you know. And I also feel like these guys are almost starting to try, try to start a race war. Mm. You want to start a race war in America, you're going to be massively outnumbered. Mm. Massively outnumbered. Because you're not only going to have, not only is there white people as a non-majority in America now, 
you have all these people who are against this far right movement yeah. who are white. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, they are the min- minority with white people. That, that is like a message that like these groups try and get across. Like they're under siege. Like you know, it's not cool to be us anymore. They want See, to I mean, get the, rid of us. Uh, and what did you say, to Louis? Uh, are you proud to be white? Or I can't remember. Yeah, what, yeah. What the, did he get irate the, about? Um, I it was uh, what was the guy's name? It was someone in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it was when they were out at night times in the street, yeah. wasn't it? So there, there was a guy called um, oh, I remembered his name earlier, uh, but it was one of the kind of side protagonists, it's fair to say. So it wasn't Nick Fuentes; it was a uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was some kind of stage name, some in Alaska, and he was a streamer, right? Which kind of goes back to this whole new modern day tactic influencing young people of they would be going around on these hoverboards with like. Uh, selfie stick and a mobile phone that would be streaming on and these kids would pay to say like really really horrendous dark shit um like the one that kind of sits in my mind is where louis like saying that you know this is quite you know it's very provocative it's you know it's very dark it's very poisonous and then one of the kids responds by paying because some of these donations are big like they're like oh, 20 huge. 30 dollars yeah. at a time um, one of the, the the kids puts back. It's not really a left or right wing thing, Louis. It's more of a human subhuman thing. Which is when someone's thinking along those type of lines, like they're 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 conscious, their kind of humanity thinking has been compromised. You that, know that is a Nazism belief. Yeah, you know I've I've read Mein Kampf. That is a Nazist belief. Yeah, if you believe that someone is subhuman because of X, Y, and Z reasons. Mm-hmm. That is basically what that whole ideological white supremacist Aryan race is built on. Yeah. You know, and if that's the way that they're coming out at that age, yeah. What are these guys gonna be like? I mean that's 30? that's the tactic that the actual not not the, the whole streaming thing because obviously it was different times, but get this army and build it from a young age and make it this whole belief like I don't know if you ever seen like the videos they showed in stuff like modern studies in school where they had the cartoons and that and it had all the, uh, like the Hitler Youth in, the, the, and they they used it like a bunny rabbit as an example, and they wanted the, the kids to hate the bunny rabbit, and they could never feel any bad from it. And, you know, like a, a bunny rabbit, something that people would have a lot of kind of sympathy for, empathy for, unless you're like Kurt Zuma or something. Um, but you know, do you know what I mean? I did not see that one coming. Yeah, through. you know, I have my moments, but. Uh, uh, but like you know, like these small animals are like people would be fucking mortified, as we've seen with the Kurt Zuma thing of yeah. people abusing them or or whatever. But they wanted to it to be that cold within that ranks, and then they took the example of the bunny and they put that on to the people that they wanted them, you know, to then end up the Holocaust and that and the Jewish population yeah. and that, and that's what they succeeded in doing because. Most of the people that were part of the well, no, all of the people who were part of the Nazi party had no. Um, well, that's why they reckon that the Holocaust within the Nazi party was so secretive. Yeah. Because they reckon that 40 million Germans would not have been on board with that. Mm. And no matter how much of a political influence or military influence you have in a country, if your vast majority of your country does not agree with what you're doing... Yeah, it's going to turn on it's you. It's going yeah. to turn on you, you know. Um, and that's one thing that Hitler did not need with, was a power struggle from within. Mm-hmm. So... That's why it's so secretive, mm-hmm. you know. But that's an issue these days with Nazism. It's not secretive, you mm-hmm. know. I feel like for 
60, 70 years after the war, didn't speak about it. It was like skinheads in America, uh, in Germany, were like, yeah, they were rampant, but they weren't like making themselves known on streets no. and things like that. You know, you had a skinhead movement in America. Well, that's uh, what they called the, the secret police in Germany, really, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Know, the Gestapo or whatever it was Yeah, called. you had all these skinhead movements in the UK in the 80s, 70s, 80s and 90s, but they were not out on pillboxes shouting, Yeah, I must kill all these kind of people, mm. I, you must hate... It was it was secretive. The internet it breaks that barrier completely. Yeah. Like you can put anything on mm. keyboard there's warriors. Not a, there's not a face to the name, there's, right? How many guys that spouting this shit on the internet actually believe it? Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are just well, they say internet trolls, right? And then yeah. we talk about the desensitization from reality to the virtual world. Like you see people do some really horrible shit on the internet. Yeah. Um, in terms of stuff they say to people online, stuff they say, like, you know, one of the the, the biggest things was, um, I don't want to branch off too far into this, but like one of the, like, the kind of biggest ones that I remember was when uh, Harvey Price was being, like, targeted yeah. on the internet. And, like, this is someone that, that you know, whatever you think about Katie Price is, is irrelevant in this situation. They can't defend themselves. Nope. You know, um doesn't realise this is happening and it's a very weak thing to fucking do in general, just my personal opinion on it in terms of attacking and making all these this kind of... I always put the shoe on the other foot with that one. I felt like she pushed that situation. Mm. Popularity, they always say press, no matter what it is, is good press. Mm. You know, if your name's getting spoken about, yeah. people are paying I mean, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't necessarily say that, oh, she wasn't at any no, fault for uh, this whatsoever not, in like, the sense of... She was then taking him on morning TV, and I'm I'm not trying to say that she meant to do this, but it wasn't helping to the the fact that these people, which is completely wrong, they shouldn't have been doing it in the the sense. But you you do have to understand there is going to be evil cunts out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we're taking more content, I suppose, if you will, or more clips and making more of it. Do you know what I mean? And you know, at the end of the day, the the victim and all of it had no idea it was going on, and it was completely unfair. Probably and, still has no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. That's yeah. It's a uh, it's a scary thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like something so small can turn into something so massive. Mm-hmm. Without and it's, that's the incredibly weakest part of the internet. They will target people that will not know that they're doing it or have no way of being able to suffer repercussions for yeah. doing it. For like, they're not going to send all that shit to. Uh, Aiden Stephen, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's a bad motherfucker right there yeah. that's coming round your house and choking you the fuck out. Do you know what I mean? Though, exactly. Um, only mention that because this will actually be out. Uh, no, this will be out after we actually speak to Aiden. So um, nice. he will have been on here uh, at this point. But you know what I mean? I'm just giving yeah, an example. No, like, yeah. They won't say to an MMA fighter or someone that no. you could suffer real consequences from, right? Or someone that doesn't give a fuck and you know turns up your house or calls you out or or whatever do you know what i mean and this is kind of what i think is associated with this like these kids think they can just say this stuff it doesn't matter like it does matter because even if it's people that don't mean it that's going to influence more people to get into this way of thinking blah 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 blah. it's all contributing to this really dangerous cauldron of a mixture of far-right ideologies that is like i mean we're in a very very scary moment with this stuff i feel like in terms of like when 
Nick Fuentes is giving those speeches at those conferences. It's almost like watching a bloody episode of Black Mirror. It almost feels yeah, fabricated I mean, in a way. You could you could liken that to Hitler standing in the stadium beating on the pillbox and stuff. Because it's like not that, it's not exactly um, without care in that, but you can see like the absolute success drivenness in his face and that, and like he's you know he's hearing these people chant and he's taking it all in and. It's scary. It's it's really fucking scary. I'm not going to lie in the sense of it just feels like this thing is going to continue to grow. I don't know how you can't... I know calling every single person that gets radicalised by that a piece of shit is not the way forward because yeah. that has happened in the past and it just... It, it, anything, it aids that whole our cause is under siege, come join us mentality more. And like we said before, a lot of these people that are getting into these groups have got these underlying issues of they've got anger at something, they've got this kind of rejection, they can't deal with something, they can't deal with rejection, they, they don't have friends, they're incels. You've got to get to those people before this kind of manipulation gets to these people to not... Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm not saying, um, you know, abolish any kind of blame to the people that are getting into this because you still yeah. have your... Everyone makes a choice at the end of the day, right? But you do have to think these factors come into play you know, we, with social kind of reclusion and all that comes unhealthy thinking and behavioural patterns, and I think we've seen that time and time again. You look at people that have caused mass shootings, you know, like we're talking about the guy in Plymouth last year, mm -hmm. um, it's probably the same in America, and that, it, you know, it desensitises these people to other humans, and... Yeah. Yeah. It's... America's scary as well, because, like, you... We... When a mass shooting happens in the UK, you, you hear all about it, but... Mm -hmm. Probably happens every day in America. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous the numbers over there, and it's you know like these people are using like these military grade assault weapons that are designed yeah. to kill human beings. You know, um, and it's it's quite easy to get one of these. You know, yeah. it's mm -hmm. not like like I don't I don't know how to get a gun in the UK. You have to have I, a license over here, don't you? you? But you it's not like you don't get a license for like a Kalashnikov or something like that. It's it's a hunting weapon, isn't it? like yeah. pheasant <laughs> shooting and all that kind of shit. You know, but these guys are like a couple of security checks. Um, have you ever watched uh, Michael Moore documentary? Uh, it's not far. It's Fahrenheit nine eleven. The first one he done, mm -hmm. not the Trump one. It's about um, Twin Towers. Yeah, is this where he talks about it kind of being aiding the whole military industrial complex war on terror type angle? Yeah, yeah. So the guy in a, in the National Rifle Association is up like two weeks after 9-11, beating on his pillbox mm -hmm. and, like, we need to keep our, our, our right to our guns yeah. and all that because that's one of the things they were speaking about. Um, but he also went further on in the film and he took out uh, an insurance policy somewhere. Mm -hmm. The insurance policy gave away a free gun with the insurance policy for everyone that signed up for yeah. this insurance policy. So there was no check, there was no kind of... Um, you just got a gun. Sorry, it, was a, it was a quick check, um, mm. but it was not like they're spending hours looking through computers and no. what's this guy done? Guy got his rifle, you know. It wasn't Michael Moore, but he was like filming mm. a guy. Um, well, not even just citizens, but if you look at the lack of background checks that goes into American police officers, which are getting a gun as part of their <sighs> yeah. job, like the guy that um, Derek Chauvin, that was the. I know there was multiple ones that were charged on that, but the main... Yeah, I followed that quite closely, his, his pros prosecution and things like, like that. He had many, many, like, kind of complaints and, and that about this type of behaviour before, do you know what I mean? And yeah. nothing was ever done about it, and you've got to think that, especially 
I mean, it should be for every police force, but especially when you're handling firearms, like it doesn't have to be that people come in with these premeditated prejudices. But you've got to think when you're in America and there is this gun violence and that people can change. Like we've seen when people go to war and then they come back and they're yeah. a totally different person. You would think that these checks have to be kind of regulatory to make sure that oh, absolutely that like, nothing you know comes up. Um, but yeah, and even you've got guys going into the military in America. Like I tried out for the army when I was eighteen. Hmm. Um, didn't get into the army. I'd been to a doctor, young age, maybe like 15, 16, for mental health issues. Yeah. It just wasn't standard teenager yeah, yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know yourself. Um, but that's a no-go as soon that, as they hear that anything was, like that. That yeah. was my red flag for the army. Yeah. No, you, mm-hmm. you ain't going near a weapon, man. Yeah. you got a mental, any mental health issue. doesn't matter how well your life is now. It's like, no, I'd love to see what they do in America for, Yeah, you know. The thing is, you can also, I think, essentially blame private healthcare in America. Mm-hmm. You know, young. Because it's crazy how that Obamacare thing got absolutely slapped down. Eh? He, he tried yeah. to make a, and it's it's why I don't guys wanna, like associate or rationalize a group, um, but if you ain't got the access, if you're poor, I'm gonna use this term very loosely. Poor American white trash. Right, okay. Trailer park trash. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind yeah. Of people. If you've not got access to healthcare that you have to pay for over there, mm-hmm. you can't go and see a doctor like we can. Um, Here. Maybe, maybe it takes us a wee while to go and see a doctor, but it doesn't yeah. cost us any money. No. It costs us through taxes, but it doesn't cost... No, there's not an upfront fee. Absolutely not. Um, we can go and speak about mental health issues. We can go and speak about mm-hmm. this thing, that thing that's affected us. You'll get given... Antidepressants you get sent to counselling, yeah, psychologists, whatever it takes for you to get yourself better. If you can't afford that in America, you're not getting access to any of no. that. Which, from a young age, um, if you are generations of poverty in your family, you're never going to have access to that. Mm-hmm. Which then, if you've got mental health problems from a young age, you start to get your hands on guns at a young age. You know. Yeah. What's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen? Yeah. The, these kind of issues. And I'm not saying it's all associated with white trash or one ethnic group of any sort, because it happens all over America. Yeah. I think that's an American... It's more of a class thing, right? It's a class yeah. problem, yeah. Um, but you also have people like, uh, what's her name? Uh, is it the Pretty Boys, you said? Oh, uh, Proud Boys. Proud Boys, sorry. Um, that's all middle-class Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with money, um, access to all this stuff, but they're still choosing to live their life this way. Yeah, that's people who give them an extra bloodline or two, or give them an extra few million in pocket. That's upper class. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's people in power, which we're now seeing with this guy in the documentary. Yeah, you know, he's not he's not lower class. He's a middle class no. American. Um, he's booted out quite a few colleges and universities. Yeah booted off just about every social media platform but he still manages to get his, his face his word out there financially he's doing quite well for himself yeah uh, ridiculously and, and well for what he's promoting and it's the irony of it in the sense of he's trying to um, reach out and bring in people that are probably in this poverty to influence them to become part of the group in the sense of this whole idea you know this is why your life's shit do you know what i mean this is what he's trying to say to these people come join us and we'll we'll take it back for y'all where his life hasn't been affected at all yeah. in the sense of what he's trying to promote and it's almost like there's always seems to be a 
this happens in many countries in the sense of the state kind of pulls the wool over your eyes of well it's actually because people are different from you rather than the whole class system right they want the same class to fight against each other to take away from the actual problem which is the fucking i don't understand that argument i'm different to you man yeah you're different to the guy next door mm-hmm. everyone's fucking different yeah like, um if, if a skin color or a race is going to affect that then fucking it should be everyone against everyone if yeah. that's the case like mm-hmm. if you're going to attack people for being different like what the fuck yeah and then we don't see like you know <laughs> if you know you know but there's certain people around here that don't declare sums of money and stuff like that but um <laughs> i think we've kind of mentioned big sum of money. <laughs> yeah, you know oh, like i said he should wear one of those bags to like you know those new bags the one that go around like the chest yeah. you just keep little notes on them like if i had a, like a pound coin for every time i forgot about twenty eight thousand pound i'd probably have nothing but um mind you if you've got four jobs and apparently it had nothing to do with any of those four jobs. It was a completely unrelated buddy, apparently. <laughs> anyway, all the best, Douglas. But um, So just to go, kind of go back to what we were on, the, um, I think there's an important point that needs to be brought up. And there was a woman that was part of America First quite deeply for a, a part of time. And then she had left because they basically kicked her out. And uh, Louis goes to see her. And, she, you know, she's a conservative viewing person she, she still very much has yeah. that views doesn't she um you know she was at the charlottesville thing and she was like well i didn't think they were saying it seriously and it's like if people have got torches and are marching through streets i don't think it's like i don't think it's a troll at that point you know what i mean like they're not saying it ironically no one's went <laughs> in the dead of night I of felt almost when they were interviewing her that like someone had spoken to her beforehand and yeah yeah she felt very conditioned in the yeah. way that she came back across but she she did say that it didn't matter that she was, because it she didn't matter that she wasn't a, you know, I don't mean to offend anyone by this, but a modern day woman in the sense of, you know, working and that she wanted a husband and stay at home, look after the kids, very old kind of yep. fashion ingrained beliefs. Uh, but that didn't matter to them. She was still a woman. She was still below them. They could still treat her like a piece of shit. She was not an equal, not part of the group. And this is amplified when Louis asks, to see this video that was sent to her from the guy that funnily enough was like oh you're attacking me and journalism's all fake and all this bullshit he's coming out with and I'm a troll and he's you know he's losing his shit because someone's calling him out with some fucking proper you know bullshit really yeah. um, and I think the only way that this video can be described as psychotic uh, it's it's very very dark um, you know there's some very very serious threats made in that video that then goes into psychotic laughing, you know, like there's finding something funny. And then it reminded me of, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker in the Dark Knight. Where yeah, it was. Uh, it was, it was, it wasn't like a good laugh. No. Um, it was like. Sinister. Yeah. Plotting something almost mm. like, like, yeah, we're laughing at this and we think it's hilarious, but this is going to happen. Yeah. Mm hmm. That, that's wild. And that's the that is the reality of all this. Is this is what people in these groups. This is deep down whether the PR campaign or what they say in face value and all that to lure people in deep rooted mm-hmm. is that type of shit. Yeah. And that's like the darkest, deepest deprived shit of the lot. Do you know what I mean? And nobody seems to be fighting against them. No. You know, um, you you've got black rights groups stand up against them but are basically called every slur under the sun. Yeah, it's very uh, media driven as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And 
the, the media will only cover what the media wants to show themselves yeah. in a good light from. And I think if we've seen anything over the last couple of years is that, you know, I think it's, I don't know what it, it's funny when we like, see when we talk about countries like Russia on the news and we call it state-sponsored media, and it's like, well, we've got state-sponsored media here. All we've got state-sponsored media in America. Like CNN, primarily yeah. Democratic, Fox News, Republican, yeah. BBC, not any kind of word yeah. that the Prime Minister of the United States... BBC are like their only political party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll do what we want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this unmade bed with a head injury must stay. <laughs> Today we vote Lib Dem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, when you see that, I, I do what you mean, like, it, the irony of it is they try and say that the media is against them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I suppose like parts of the media are going to be against them, but let's not make like, it's not like it's CNN. It's like reverse psychology with that when they're trying to say that the media is against them. Yeah. They want people to see that the media is against them when mm. in fact it, it's really not. Yeah. And, really like, not. and what is mainstream media at the end of the day, right? Because I see people on fucking... Um, not what it was 20 years ago. No, like, people are like, mainstream media is bad, they won't have me on, and these are people that are sitting on fucking GB News, it's got a Sky Channel, it's got a... <laughs> like, where the fuck do you think you are? Do you know what I mean? You're on mainstream media right now. It's, um, what's the... What's the one in Britain? It's, is it LBC or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a very conservative-viewed mm. one in Britain. It's pretty fucking wild. Like, it's, uh, is that um, I, the, the guy with the white hair? Yeah. Nick Ferrari. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Can we just touch on maybe Tommy Robinson for a bit then? Yeah, like, yeah. This guy is your American Tommy Robinson. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, he's more extreme than Tommy because yeah. Tommy can only go as far as the stage that will put him on and Britain tries to shut him out of the line. Well, he's been to prison, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they want rid of him. Whereas because of the political way and the political system of America got someone like your American Tommy Robinson who's getting pushed mm -hmm. like, and it's like let's get this guy did you ever see um, the like the original documentaries on Tommy Robinson like way back in the day like 2009 um, this was when he was still part of the I remember watching the one he got cracked in there was a documentary I watched and oh my god this guy fucking leveled mm -hmm. him like um, he's in a lot of fights I've seen one yeah. who was at the horse racing and he's in a bit of a Street fight. I mean, it, I mean, it's Tommy Robinson's his witness protection name. Like that's not his original. Oh no, yeah, name. absolutely. Um, Stephen something. Steve Lennon, I believe yeah. it was. Uh, which is named in the early documentaries. So we've not broken any laws by saying that. <laughs> but, uh, and like he's not in fucking witness protection. Quite obviously, he's on fucking morning TV and shit. Um, but uh, there's a, you know, because that's the kind of same thing, and it's the whole PR thing again of he. He comes across in the sense of, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm just trying to like make points in my own community and that. Then you see him steaming yeah. with someone, um, you know, of an Asian background and he's very derogatory towards them. And then that's when the real shit comes out. Do you know what I mean? It's like, aha. Um, Do you think a lot of these political views and ideas are thought up over a pint? Probably. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fucking quite honest. That's where I hear stuff like casual racism the most, and that is in pubs and. I I would say like, I'm not going to name any places in particular because obviously I'm just going to end up making myself liable for things. Yeah. But like, workplace environments like male dominated workplace environments, um, building sites, mm -hmm. things like that. You know, that's where you'll hear 
getting the Sun newspaper out. Yeah, yeah, things <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, like go to somewhere like I let me just get the second point in before I, after I get this first point. Yeah. In. Go to somewhere like train at SBG. You would never see yeah anything like no, that. No prejudice no, or whatsoever. No prejudice. Yeah. Like everyone's open and willing. But mm-hmm. Look at like a building site. It's a white male dominated mm-hmm. environment. Yeah, and you've normally got a lot of guys that are over 50, over 60, who still have the same views as they had 40 mm. years ago. You know, The world's changed so much politically in the last 30 years since the Berlin Wall came down. And I think you see that, like, you know, for example, the Brexit referendum, right, it was primarily the young generation that voted to remain, yeah. primarily the older generation that voted to leave. I'm not saying that was all, because I'm sure there was... Uh, There's both on, uh, yeah. both on both sides. But like, the majority, uh, yeah. you know... It's Same like, with the Scottish independence referendum, right? A lot of the younger generation voted to get independence. A lot of the older generation voted to remain because that's what they're used to, right? And yeah, so I, I think we're in an. I mean, this has kind of started off as the whole Louis documentary thing, and we've kind of just went into political leanings as a whole. But it's it's good. Uh, mm-hmm. um, this guy Nick went is though he's a dangerous guy. Yeah, dangerous, dangerous. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, like I can. With the other uh, guys that are in the film, I think deep down they know what they're doing wrong. Yeah. They just don't want to admit it to themselves. They need a place to... How do you feel as someone, like, I'm, I'm slightly older than yourself, how do you feel someone that your age is doing that? I think that's the thing that blows me away the most. Well, I, I remember seeing a quote. It was an, it was an image, right? And this was many years ago, and I think this just applies to how things trickle down. You can kill a person, but you can never kill an idea. Yeah. And that's what this is, right? It's an ideology. Yeah. And it's been around for, what, nearly over 100 years now because you would have to say it's... I mean, obviously, there's probably been variations of it before, but the kind of main one that it's associated with is 1930s, 1940s, and that's Germany, right? Yeah. And that is, what, nearly 100 years ago now. And it is still alive and kicking today. In, More so than ever. Yeah. Since... Since the fall of it, I'd say this is the highest it's ever been and the most mm. out in the open it's ever been. Yeah. That was kind of what I was touching back to, like, you know, after the war, they didn't mention Nazis. They no. didn't Like, even in this country, you, you, you just didn't mention the war. No. Things like that. It was just, yeah, it's over, it's yeah. move on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, I can't remember, there's a... There's a word for it, but there's a there's a thing on the internet. Wikipedia would tell me straight away that every internet conversation always reverts back to Hitler. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. There's there's an actual word for this, um, and it's true. Like no matter how much of an argument mm-hmm. someone gets to, the Nazis or Hitler or something always comes into it. Do you think because when the Second World War ended, we took a lot of the kind of German infrastructure that was beneficial to them for like stuff like the space program and other things, scientists and that. We we spoke about the Holocaust at work a couple of weeks ago. We were just kind of chatting, we were working, and it says like Holocaust was absolutely horrific. Yeah, thing. it's the it's, it's the, the, the worst, worst thing that's ever happened. Worst atrocity in modern human history, yeah, right? Hundred percent. Eugenics, like, was. Personally, to me, the, the worst part of it, mm-hmm. um, you had, yeah, you had mass killings of people, but eugenics, where you were literally taking people alive and experimenting, experimenting on them, on yeah. these people. That, that's where the Nuremberg Code came from, right? Because yeah. they were testing vaccinations that 
had not been approved by the American. Yeah, Except just to see what they would would happen. Yeah, they were the, the most fucked up one for me is they would take a set of twins and they'd maybe inject one of the twins with like polio, mm-hmm. and they'd wait for that twin to die. Then as soon as that twin died, they'd go and grab the other healthy one, kill them, and two live autopsies like. No yeah. other place in history you could ever do you that. Ever do that, yeah. Uh, that's and that's the way you're going on about like the the German infrastructure going forward. Mm-hmm. You took a lot of them things that we learned from the war and the Nazis, and you still use them in modern mm-hmm. day now. And do you think that could be something that maybe is like applied to the internet and that? Yeah, because yeah. you've got to think if it's built by the people that were part of life in general. Yeah, you know, it, we're quite aware as well that we're, we're one of the most surveillanced countries in the world now as yeah. well that is something that happened in germany in the 30s and the 40s and a lot of the kind of stuff of the false flags that they did in that it's fair to say that we might have done yeah. uh, over periods of time so i do think that is dangerous because false you only find out about false flags 50 years after they happen yeah if false flags are happening in the british government just now be past our lifetimes mm-hmm. before you hear about them anymore. yeah um but they learnt a lot from the Nazis. Every government has, mm-hmm. um, because let's put aside uh, Holocaust. Let's put aside how wrong their views were. They knew how to run a country. Um, there was no homeless people in Germany until they started making Jewish mm-hmm. people homeless and things like that. Um, well, that was the thing, right? We'd put Germany in so much poverty from the First World War. We'd made them pay all the reparations, limited their military, anything like. The biggest poverty of all time, which was the perfect environment for some crazy shithouse dictator like Hitler to come in, get their economy back up and running, get them 100% employment and that, and then they just fucking followed them wherever they would fucking go, you know? That's how, I guess, we've kind of facilitated extremism in the past. Um, But in the sense of, you know, nowadays, you know, from back then, I think... A lot of the same methods still exist. And I think it's quite interesting to see how something's only dangerous to one person's government when it's in another government's hands. Yeah. In the sense of we were thinking, well, all that stuff that they were doing is horrid, but then we took from that and started using it going forward. Obviously not in the same line that they were doing, but we still used it when Look at look at how massive the UK expanded after, uh, sorry, the UK, I'm going to use Great Britain, mm. uh, loosely term there, um, expanded the colonisation after the war. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much doing what the Germans were doing. Yeah. And we had a we had a, a plan, didn't we? Was it not Churchill that had the plan to retrain the German Wehrmacht to fight with us to invade Russia or something afterward? And he was wanting to put all these uh, atom right, bombs in. That, like, There's yeah, a, like, I'm going to have to look that up, Operation... There's an operation named after it, but I'll, I'll send you after. But apparently, not saying it was confirmed or anything, but because we'd won the race in the whole atom bomb thing, because Germany was trying to make one as well, which would have ended the war in their favour, obviously, if they'd came into it first. Uh, the, the, the idea was to retrain all the prisoners of war from the German side to then fight for the Allied Expeditionary Force to take out the future threat of communism yeah. and, and Russia and obviously World War Two, even though we were allies with the Russians quite quickly turned into adversaries that 
is now still sprouting up in today's yeah, it, society. It still is. And then I feel like if, God forbid, if, if World War Three was to kick off between America and Russia, with such the political divide and the hatred that's going on within America, the Russians would be laughing, mate. Yeah, because like, there'd be civil wars. Yeah, yeah. And you can believe what you want about Russia and Trump. Um America, uh, Russia's bound to be rubbing their hands with all this America first stuff, mm-hmm. like creating political divide in amongst a country that was already unstable. Yeah. Whereas you look at, I, I, I don't know too much about Russia's political system, but there ain't much divide there. You've got the Chechnyans, which is mm-hmm. a different story altogether. Um, but if you don't get on board with Putin's idea, then look at Ukraine. Mm-hmm. They simply want to join NATO. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's about. And that's not happening apparently. No. So No. But I think I think there's a part of him as well that he's about if he, he likes to be provocative, Putin, doesn't he? he likes yeah. to I think he likes the idea of us thinking he's going to invade, but he might not do it. Mm-hmm. But he likes that having people on strings kind of idea. I think we might have touched on this before, but did I ever tell you about the time that it was right after the Nivachok thing? Theresa May was like, you know, we're not going to be intimidated. And then he put the whole yeah. Russian fleet past the cliffs of Dover, basically backhanding her in the face. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because he is, he's a troll, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. he's a massive troll at the same time. But, yeah. Well, we have been going for like an hour or 20 minutes now. We'll, we'll, we'll summarise what we've been oh, talking yeah. about. We've went from here to there and everywhere. But it's, kinda, it's what podcasting's it, it, all about. It, exactly. And it's touching massively on the race issue. Yeah. Because um, that's essentially what the program was about. He's got other political beliefs, but I feel like his main divide is a white versus. It's not even white versus black. It's white versus, versus everyone. anything not yeah. white. You know, um, they didn't really touch on it in the program too much, but I think a lot of it's religious belief as mm. well. You know, it, it's it's white Protestantism. Yeah. Um, I can't really speak too much about Protestant and Catholicism yeah. myself, but. Um, that's very deep rooted within the presidency himself. You look mm-hmm. how white pro- Protestant George Bush was. Mm-hmm. You know the areas he's from. This is the kind of areas that these followers got. He's going to get followers from all over America. Yeah, but it's places like Texas, places like Alabama, where you're going to get bigger groups and followings of mm-hmm. these people. Do you think, like, I mean? I've, we've had a joke about Joe Biden on here, not because of this, just because you know <laughs> Joe Biden gaff machine. Yeah. Um, there's a good one as well where he's like trying to say his phone number, like three o three three o three o, and it's like someone then remixed it and made it like the old McDonald songs, like three three o three. Anyway, but he he's a Roman Catholic, right? Yeah. He's like the first. Is he not the first Roman Catholic to be United States president? Yeah. Do you think that's why like he gets like such a hard time from the like? Republican side of things. Obviously, there's probably other things there as well. I think so. It's, it's part. It's got to be some way associated mm-hmm. with it. It can't. America's huge on religion, mm-hmm. massive. Um, that's kind of going back to further Louis documentaries. Did you ever watch? Yeah. Most hated family in America. Oh, was that the that was the God's hates fans? Yeah, people. the I the fucking West Westboro Baptist Church. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Um, mm. So. We we done it for a laugh a few years ago. If you get in touch with the Westboro Baptist <laughs> Church, 
they will send you out um, window stickers for your car. Oh, did you see the follow-up one? And there's a guy from Leeds there now. And he's like, God, it's the UK. You know what I mean? I was like, this is nuts. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> Imagine him at like an independence rally. God, it's UK. <laughs> At the Scottish Parliament today, the Westborough Baptist Church. Straight after the silent clansman. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, man. Look at that. But, uh, no, if you, we, we actually, like, trolled these guys because we thought, right, you know, what what can we do mm. to, like, just... So I thought, right, well, just cost them money, you know? Let's, let's just cost them money because they're obviously... They're a small community. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not massive and political or nothing like no. that. So we're like, oh, um, can you could you send us some window stickers and all that? We're in the UK. We're we we, we support your beliefs and all that. And like, Fuck yeah, they they sent window stickers like, um. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have cost them like ten dollars to send that to the UK. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's things like this. But that's another one that's they are religious, but so religious and so set and believe in yeah. their own ways. It's almost religious extremism, right? Yeah. That's basically yeah. what it is, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, but they they don't, thankfully, seem to have so much of a social media presence. Yeah. Um, they're a bit more old school. I think, on I think the, it's quite fair to say it's a cult, really, isn't it? It is. They go about, they go about outside, like, gay weddings and shit. With and soldiers' funerals and soldiers stuff. Soldiers. Like, the most provocative. That was the, that was the wild one for me. Like, um, you had some, because Louis panned, and he was at the funeral, mm. and he, like, panned in to where the funeral was happening. And you've seen, like, the coffin and that getting, like, people gathering around. And then the camera panned round, and then you had these guys on the fucking street, like, God hates fags. Yeah, yeah. Fucking 500 yards apart. So it just shows that, like, they're that obsessed with only views that is, there's not even a respect factor there. Like, mm-hmm. they're not going to give you the time of day to just try and get your point of view across to no, them. So they're there to shout provocative shit. And yeah. And get, I mean, it's mental illness as well, isn't it? It's like, you, you can't be fucking consciously thinking you know we're doing the world a favor by doing this because it's just fucking poison really isn't yeah. it it's, no one gets any benefit from doing that no one I, I i would highly doubt that they get any kind of good feeling from doing that themselves you know these people are getting beaten up for doing this they're getting shit thrown at them mm-hmm. you know that's what happens when you say this kind of provocative shit in front of people that have you know maybe lost a loved one or the uk is going the exact opposite way as well like you, you can't fucking protest. No, no, the policing bill, right? Yeah. You know, and it's... Do you think, like, do you know how we talk about, like, people getting cancelled and, like, the media and, like, mm-hmm. everyday life and whatever? Do you know that happens to political See figures? See your back, Neil Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they always come back. But, um, uh, like, do you think that happens to, like, political figures as well? Because, like, it always seems to be, like, like, Biden, whatever you think about him, Seems like he's there because he's there because he will listen to what the Democrat Party want in like the higher up kind of thing. And the reason that everyone um, in the Republican Party didn't like Trump was because he wasn't a Republican. He was just using the Republican platform to become president because yeah. that's the only two that you're going to be able to win a presidency yeah. for. Whereas they all hated him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of became this uncontrolled... Gosh, do you remember the Republican... 
debates. Yeah. The, the, the actual... And George Bush's brother was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Like, he just went on and like just started attacking them personally. He, yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. could not give a shit. It was about like their WWE. Careers. Yeah. Um, do you remember the Clinton one where it was like she was like talking about wrong like thank god like we don't have someone in charge of our um, uh, law enforcement services like Donald Trump and he just bangs out because you'd be in jail it was like whoa like damn it's almost like your mama yeah dude's coming with the heat you know what I mean but uh, there's people like Bernie Sanders and there's people like um, I think Tulsi Gabbard as well who are more like you know, I liked Bernie. Yeah, Bernie's free healthcare calls out big pharmaceutical, like calls out big corruption in that. Yeah. Never get like I feel like if he'd run against Trump, he would have murked Trump in those debates. I was looking forward to seeing them two go at it. To be honest, you from like I think Bernie is a bit like what uh, Corbyn could have been. Yeah, that is exactly what yeah. it is. And like you've got Tulsi Gabbard, who was one of the other ones that literally shut Kamala Harris down, like. It was going out of style and then talking about the military industrial complex at the presidential <laughs> debates. And they're like, oh no, we can't be having that. It's like, You're letting the secrets out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like when people talk about real shit that's happening, like a lot of the shit Jeremy Corbyn was saying back in 2019 is happening right now. Like mm. they're going to take all this away and that's what they're doing. Like they're going to be able to control the noise volume of your protests. You won't be able to fucking stop their cars anywhere. Your protest basically doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, People are like, but people get divided by these things as well, right? Like, people don't understand people's um, against the whole vaccination passport thing, but people don't understand people being against the voter ID thing. And it's like, they're the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's more state control and segregating society and that. And it's like, you should be both. Until you change the political system entirely, it's, it's never going to change. Yeah. Russell Brand was right. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought he was nuts when he was talking about this shit, but. Yeah. Unless you change everything and go back to the start. But then again, what system do you put in? No, I know. Because whatever system you put in, there's going to be problems. Yeah, and it's going to get... like I'm a big believer in the, the corruption of the human mind, right? Yeah. You get more money than you've ever had, and you maybe don't have to worry about money. That changes you as a person. Yeah. Whether yeah. you want to admit it or not, it's a different thing, you know? Um, just like if you get really good at jiu-jitsu in the other sense, uh, or just do jiu-jitsu in general, it changes you as a person for the better, right? Mm. Do you know what if I mean? Like, if you're having to work your ass off, like, I work fucking 50 hours a week. Mm. Um, I, I don't get bad wages, but I don't get good wages, mm. you know? It's an it's affordable living, I call yeah. it. Affordable living. Now, I've got a total anti-against-the-man view because mm. I'm having to work my ass off to make my yeah anywhere in life someone who's in that position doesn't have that view because no, they don't they are the man they are the man mm -hmm. exactly so it's it's definitely a class structure thing um but if you put someone who has nothing and you give them everything it changes them yeah. changes them completely 100 100 yeah.